Well, I think that's it. I think I hit the button and I think it's time to talk. We made it. We did. We made it through the rain. You're back. It, it's been a minute. Uh, I got a cold and it never went away. So I'm still I'm in the, in the late throes of a cold that's gone on for a while now. Those are new glasses too. They are new glasses. I like them. Do you? It's, I do. I I'm getting mixed. I'm getting mixed responses. I think I might. I might have to switch this. Who are, who's the? Resp- well, if it's from your wife, you just ditch them. They, they, they might be considered small for my enormous face. <laughs> no, I like them. <laughs> All right. I think they're cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Not, not that you know. I shouldn't be the authority on this. So no, yeah, look, I, I, I'm not. I'll do whatever it takes. I have no to degree keep, in glassology. I'll do whatever it takes to keep the. Lovely and talented Rachel, interested. So yes. if it means whatever change the glasses, says, yeah, just, <laughs> if it means change the glasses, change the whatever. glasses. It will be. So uh, do you uh, do you do you still? You know, I used to be Drudge. Used to be my uh, the Drudge Report. Used to be like my go to beginning of a day for yeah. for news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do that anymore? No, no, no. You told me that you quit Drudge. I did, and so I, with great difficulty, quit Drudge. Right, it's hard. It is hard. It was a very addictive site. It was a very addictive site, and especially because it's so basic, which makes it even better. But um, every once in a while, I'll click on it. So today's uh, big on the top is uh, Vladimir Putin. World War Three fears grow. Battle gets bloodier. Bloodier. And William William just overheard a business call I had with my my friends in the Ukraine. I, I thought it was funny because the first thing he says, oh, yeah, we're waiting on tanks. We're waiting for tanks. Uh, we we're very hopeful for those tanks and those. How, how strange! Do you know that that modern warfare has gone away from tanks? So my brother was a tank um, tank driver yeah, when he went well, into the army. I mean, look, those homemade drones are making short work of tanks. They're dropping grenades on them and just blown up. Have you seen these videos from the Ukraine? Well, that's got to be some pretty bad tanks to get just a. Well, maybe grenade. they are, but they're they're they've they've killed like. 3,500 Russian tanks with homemade drones. Really? Like they have these big drones, these $2,000 drones, and they hang they hang a device that will release something, and they're dropping like hand grenades on on, on the tops of drones. You can watch video of this on, on YouTube. You're kidding. And just boom, out, down goes the tank. What's, what are we learning from this war? I, there's like one major I takeaway. I don't know. There's one major takeaway for me. Well, and there, that is one Russia that, is a paper tiger. Well, that that seems to be everyone's takeaway. Their but, their but military I, I is feel, garbage. I, I feel bad getting arrogant at this moment, just because I also feel like, even though our stuff's advanced, it feels like we're committed to. Wait, wait, this is starting to become a downer. I feel like the American military right now is not in its best moment either. So I, I just hope we don't get drawn into a war and we have to fight it on. Equity grounds. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I, it doesn't. It, uh, I mean, the bad part is, is that Putin has nukes, right? Yeah. But is or, he but that do, crazy? But do they work? <laughs> do they I, work? Is a great question. question. If yeah. you can kill it, I do not think I'd have to ask my brother. But I do not think you could kill an Abrams tank with a drone dropped grenade. Well, I. Not, but uh, yeah, and Russian tanks aren't aren't Abrams tanks, right? So, I mean, you have to just watch the videos. I, I was stunned because I'm like, what am I seeing? And, it, and I'm literally seeing like this, something you and I would make in a pinch. You know what I mean? That is really I had this amazing. Art, oh, I had this amazing conversation with my, with my wife. As, as has been uh, discussed in the pod, she's a little bit more uh, left of center than she has historically been. Right. Um, partly because she, um, as you age, you can get softer or harder, and she's choosing to get softer, which is, I don't know, it's okay with me. Um, but also partly because she is, um, she is, she absorbs the culture around her. She just does. Like we moved to NorCal, we went to a part of the, well, I'm, I'm bearing the lead. Right. So she's a little left center. And so she, she launched when I was talking about the second amendment after a bunch of the couple of horrible shootings lately. And, and she launched, she's like, you know, it is a good point though, that it's not like those guns are going to protect us from the government. The government can roll us whenever they want. And my response was, I respectfully submit to you, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. This is not a, this is a bunch of people with M16s. This is not, like, they don't, have, they're not, I mean, they're getting more and more stuff from the West, and it's helping a lot. I'm not saying it's not. But the first 20,000 casualties were a bunch of people with guns. You can't tell me it doesn't matter. It matters. Nah, well, I, I mean, go back in any history, Revolutionary War. Revolutionary War. You went for the most, the mightiest military in all the world was the English, 
and they beat him with a bunch of ragtag guys with muskets. So look, I, I anyway, I'm a fan of the uh, Second Amendment uh, oh, for too. protecting us from a from a from yeah. a lousy government. But that's because you're you know you know history. Uh, it's cause I uh, it's cause yeah. History gives you perspective, and, and perspective is something that people don't have if you don't realize that the natural arc of all governments is to tyranny. Man, and, man, the, and, our, and, and, and there's some people in our government that are lurching hard right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and but we, that natural arc— And we can't even agree on who it is. <laughs> like, no. they, they, they think it's—yeah, everyone thinks it's the other guy. But regardless, there's a lot of power grabbing happening. It's always the other guy, and they're all Nazis. No, they're always brother. Nazis. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so, <laughs> hey, what else is happy going on? I'm glad you're, uh, you're back, you're safe, you're, you're healthy, you're strong. We got a puppy. Wait. What we got? Yeah, we got another puppy. How many dogs is that now? That's two. That's just two. That's after swearing off get, dogs. Why did you get another puppy after well, swearing off dogs? I'm not saying I got another puppy. I see. I'm saying I, the first puppies, puppy. Puppies were acquired. We'll just put it in the passive voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, so the first puppy came. I told you about this. Fierce really want you know he's everybody was leaving right because during COVID. He was home. He was trapped there. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, and you said it's been adorable and you've been loving it. Yes. I love the dog. It's a little bit, it's got some quirks, right? It's, it's a little bit more aggressive than I would want it to be towards like, uh, it sounds terrible because it has a very like deep bark. Oh, okay. But it's, it's, it's kind, but every once in a while it, it does not like other dogs uh, and it doesn't like, um, so, so it's, it, I wouldn't say it's aggressive, but. I would say it's a holish. Okay. <laughs> so the new dog's here, right? And uh, has not been named yet. It's a little boy, a Bernie Doodle. A Bernie Doodle. A Bernie Doodle. Does it want to take your stuff and give it to everyone else? That's a Bernie Sanders joke for those of you listening. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I didn't tell I'm like, what's he talking about? Is it something I didn't understand? <laughs> like, uh, yes, uh, but it's a Bernie Doodle, a Bernese Mountain Dog with a poodle. And okay. it should be. Bernese Mountain Dogs are typically pretty big, and so are poodles. But this one You're should be. Bernies or Burmese? I think it's Burmese, isn't it? Burmese. I think it's Burmese. Burmese. I think you're right. Is it a Burmese doodle? It's a Burmese. There we go. Burmese doodle. A little harder Uh, to say. (laughs) Burmese. Yeah, it is. No, it's Burmese. B e r n e s e. Oh, I don't. I don't know where that was. It from Borneo? Like, what what is Burmese? Um, it's a large breed with four breeds. Uh, I don't know. I like from Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay, great. Swiss. So you got another dog. They're cute. Why did you get another dog? I don't. I did not get it. Uh, let me just be clear again. <laughs> why do you? Have why another, is that accusation? Why do you have flying? another mouth to feed? <laughs> like, uh, well, so my uh, our our third daughter is about to leave the coop. Oh, and I think my wife is priming the 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 she's depression prep- pump. She's prepping. Yeah, she's prepping. She's, is she gonna turn her turn her room into like a kennel, like a kennel room? No, she's not much <laughs> of an animal person either, which is really interesting. But I think she feels like she needs to have something to care for. Yeah. And by the way, I find this to be fa- re- refreshingly healthy thinking because we don't. That's why I got Rachel a Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> What the heck is a Tamagotchi? It sounds like a sword. Those Japanese toys from 20 years ago where you have to like press a button to feed it. And if you don't, it gets mad. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Are those 20 years old? Oh, probably. Probably more. I remember those. (laughs) And they would go crazy. Yeah, they get a little keychain. They get really mad if if you don't take care of them. Yeah. it reminds me of those cla- like those class projects in high school where you had to like take yes. care of a baby for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine right. always died. So you feel like your wife is pre-compensating for upcoming loss. Yeah. Did she get something with incredibly curly hair? Is the puppy? Yes. So she is straight up replacing your daughter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Madeline. No, it's uh, she. You know, she she loves her kids, and I I think that this is I have seen a. Uh, a significant number of my acquaintances have very difficult times when their when their children leave, and um, it, 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 it's disturbing. It's very well. Look, I mean, like uh, if there had if one had to mount an intellectual defense of having kids, the intellectual defense would be 
Yeah, no, it's less convenient, but it fills your life with meaning and purpose. Correct. So if that's true, then the converse is also true, which right. is to start emptying the house starts to rob your life of meaning, meaning and, and purpose, purpose, which is scary. Yes. You know? It is. It is very scary. And I find uh, so we're, we're both kind of finding our new way in this kind of new paradigm. We still have Fierce, so that's great. He's 11. Yeah. So would you say he's a Bernie child? <laughs> <laughs> Where he takes everything from everyone else? No, it. no. Just I'm just trying to figure out like what what, what breed of puppy is is Fearson? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he's an interesting cat. That he's a funny guy. He he's a funny kid. Um, he came home last night and he was like really upset. And evidently, what happened was uh, that all the the youth group from church got together and they are playing basketball. And he nailed one of them in the uh, neither region, oh. and which caused great pain. And he felt so bad about it that when he came home, he's like, "I feel so bad." Da da da. So I'm in my seminary class, my defensive against the dark arts class yes. this morning. Yeah, I was. I was asked that kids in my class, and I said, are you feeling okay? He goes, yeah, I'm feeling okay. And then it all came out. Turns out one of the other bigger boys had dared him to do it. Had dared Fearson to do it? Yes, and the other boys in the class. Oh, so it wasn't even like an And he incidental. was feeling terrible because he didn't know Fierce to- felt terrible, and he's like, oh, man, I feel so bad. I was just kidding. I just said the next person that gets the ball, go hit him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So evidently, Fierce like ran across. And he's not very good at basketball. He's a he's a decent athlete, but he doesn't like basketball. So yeah, my my son is not a decent athlete, but has taken to. Okay, so this is kind of fun news, actually. I watched him in a game, by the way. I Which watched. One? Wait, Jonah or Max? Max. Well, I watched I, Max in the game, and he is freaking competitive. Oh yeah, no, he oh he, he was pissed. he doesn't have a lot of experience playing basketball, and he's trying to make up for it by just being furious. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was I was like, whoa, that's interesting. No, but he's no, trying he, to get everybody rallied he, around. He and, wants to win, man. He wants to win. Yeah, but that's not who I was talking about. I actually have some good news on the parenting front. So our son Jonah has. You, you can say that he has had some portion of arrested development throughout his life because you know a portion of like I don't know. A third of his life has now been during COVID times. Right. And he's the youngest and gets babied by Rachel in ways that, you know, we're, at, we're, we're you could see coming, but, but you can't really stop. No, she's unapologetic. <laughs> unapologetic. About it too. I love it. But, okay, so here's the thing. So now he's turned 11 and now he's graduated in church from the, from the kids' classes right. to the young adult classes. Right. And he has made the turn. Like, yeah. we got him a shirt and tie and he's like, just boom, he's like doing it. And he literally said, like, so we took him to, like, a, this super hard service project last week, and he worked for hours without complaint. Is this the one with the move the mud? Yeah. Oh, you should have called me. Oh, dude, it was so hard. I can't wait to tell you about it, because that, that's coming up. But but that's not the point. I was talking to him on the way home, and I'm like, hey, uh, you did a really good job today. I'm like, I noticed that you're trying to grow up. He's like, yeah. I mean, I realized that it's just time. I just have to grow up. So I tried not to, I tried not to complain. I'm like, great job. <laughs> yes. So then we made him go to youth basketball, which historically has been a pain point as well. And he complained a little there. But then when he got there and he saw other kids were doing it, he's like, boom, he just went out and tried. And That's I'm like, awesome. okay, so we're at the trying phase. Yes. <laughs> he's uh, But uh, Fierce is doing the same thing, which no, is really dude. interesting because he doesn't like basketball. And he sat the entire uh, he said the yeah. first half, second half, all on the bench, and I'm like, oh no, yeah, they he's put, not. They put him in for garbage minutes too, like Jordan. no, it, well, yeah, but our coach is a little bit more even-handed about. It. He's like, okay. no, I want, but he, he, I think he continually encouraged him to go in, and here's like, no, no, I don't want to. Oh, so you don't want to go in. At the very last, he went in. And they get him the ball, and they sh- he shot it and made it, and the entire team went. Crazy. crazy yeah so it was I, I mean and again it was you know he told me later he's like well they you know both teams kind of let me shoot and i'm like yeah but you made it but you made it <laughs> so that was the first week the second week he gets in and he goes down again doesn't like to play a lot of minutes but he went down and he like he did a foul on one of the bigger kids and everybody went nuts about it like it's <laughs> funny but that so we have a kid that's got some arrested real arrested development like where not COVID kind of thing where okay. he, he's he's um, autistic. Okay, and so they kept trying to get him. He's on our team. Kept trying to get him to shoot. So they put him in one spot, and they're like, "You just stay there. We'll get you the ball." Oh, cool! And he stayed there, got him the ball, and he shot maybe five, six times. And then right at the end of the game, 
He gets, you know, they, every time they got the ball, they would shuffle it to him to see if he could make it back. Right. And so they finally shuffle him. That's a bend of the game. And the buzzer beats, and it left his hand, and it went in. And both teams and the bench, everybody started screaming and yelling and cheering for this kid. And it was like, it's really cool to see these 11-year-old kids go amongst these. This is the hope of the world. Right. These 17-year-old who don't, who in Almost every circumstances would have nothing to do with an 11 year old yeah. autistic kid or a short little, you know, long haired curly kid. You yeah, know? yeah. Or in Johnny's case, glasses wearing, you know, 11 yeah. year old. They wouldn't have it. But now they are encouraging them and they're going crazy for yeah. them. And so that uh, I was talking to the parents of the autistic kid and he says, you know what that did? He came home and he goes, I just felt part of something. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this is what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Super hurrah. exciting. Anyway, it was, it was exciting. It gets me, uh, and, and Fierce really got excited, came home, was like, that was a lot of fun. I'm really glad. I'm like, he was a little upset that they let him do something. And I'm like, no, yeah, man, but dude. Don't see it like that. It's not like that. Because someday you're going to be 17, letting some other kid do something. Yeah. And that's like, we're helping each other. And the other team, by the way, was doing the same thing. They were they they were trying to, uh, you know, get a kid to make a basket. But it was one of the more athletic kids and not a young kid. Yeah. And he shot and shot and shot and shot and shot and couldn't get it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, dude, you actually hit the shot. I mean, yeah. so yes, just exactly. be proud. Whether they let you do it or not, it doesn't matter. So, All right, anyway, so, it's cool. So recently I got put in charge of a service organization at our church, and I got this call in the middle of the week, okay? and this I guy, got that email. Well, yeah. Wait, you did that email? Yeah. Was forwarded. Okay, I didn't get any pictures or anything because it oh, said, oh, well, look so at the pictures. I, I'll, I'll t- let me give you the deets. So so this guy calls, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm in your congregation. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so I was driving around this, the town of Piru. So down, there's a, there's a road that goes from Santa Clarita, where we live, down to Ventura. And along this road, it's down this river basin all the way to Ventura. It's a, there's a bunch of farms. It's an agrarian area. And it's an agrarian area because it's in a giant, you know, 200-year river wash, right? Like right. where, where it's, it's dry, it's, most it's of the dry time almost all the time. Rains. Yeah, so yeah. you, you go Christ- straight out to the ocean. You got fruit farms and Christmas tree farms and whatever yeah. else. And, and, um, and, and because there's a bunch of farms, there's a bunch of little farm towns along the way. One of them is Piru. Okay? I, it's, it's P-I-R-U. Yep. And my, and my there. buddy was, there's a little lake over Piru, and he, was, he went to check on his boat because, you know, we got, whatever, 10 inches of rain, and that's a lot, you know right. what I mean? So on the way down from checking on his, on his boat, he looked around at the town, and he's like, holy crap, like, all these cities along, all these, sorry, houses along Main Street had like a foot of mud in their driveway. There were cars that were like boxed in. Like, they were just stuck. And, and he's like, hey, I think, so he called me up. He's like, I think these guys need a service project in a, in a significant way, in a time-sensitive way. Like, this is an actual emergency. He's like, I, he's like, I was driving around looking, and I saw like what appeared to be like a 70-year-old woman out shoveling her, her driveway. Yeah, this isn't like, snow. This is not a messing around thing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I'll call our, our guys up and see who we can get out. It's kind of short notice, but it's also an emergency, so we'll call our guys up. And I haven't been at it very long, so I don't really know. <laughs> who's going to show up and I don't really know what to say. And, um, and I'm like, but, but do a little more homework. So he goes to do more homework a, a day later and he calls me up and he's like, Hey, so I stopped some guy in the street and I'm like, Hey, we were, we're thinking about getting some people from church to come help out, out here. He's like, he's like, Oh, funny. You should ask. He's like, I'm the HOA president and I'm trying to get a crew together on Saturday to help people dig out. Right. And he's like, great. He's like, we want to do it. He's like, great. So the guy sent us a flyer. And then we, we sent out to our congregation. So I sent out to our congregation. But then, but then, uh, but this guy that called me was worried. He's like, man, I don't know if we're getting enough guys from our congregation alone. He's like, we should probably send it out to neighboring congregations as well. And that's what you got. Right. So, so he called some people um, kind of that oversaw the whole thing, and they sent out to some other congregations. So you probably didn't get my email, but the one with pictures. Well, I, I, uh, but I actually recognized it. Okay. Well, anyway. That's that's a long that's a long procedural story to get to the point. We so people did come, thankfully, and then when we got there, we were expecting nothing. But in fact, we uh, we you know we we showed up with like fifty to sixty people, and there were another fifty to sixty people from the community, and somehow, like FEMA got involved, and, really, and the neighborhood got involved. So there was like a there was a live band playing, and there were two food trucks giving out free food. 
FEMA shows up with a live band, of course. And uh, and then FEMA was there, um, you know, giving out tickets for free food. And anyway, so we got to this thing, though, dude. Moving mud oh, so is so hard because yeah. we had like ten people. So I only I I had to go late because of some conflicts. I got there halfway through the event. Thankfully, there were a ton of people there, which is great. But I go to this backyard. We have 10 people in the backyard, 10 people in a small backyard. Right. A couple hundred square feet. I don't know. Right. And it's under it's under two feet of mud. And we worked in that whole space with 10 people for two and a half hours. And we barely got there right right at the end of the day. Really? Yes. Dude, we took out so many. Like, where did we, them, where did we you were take feeling the mud to? Up, we so so because FEMA there was a tractor there. Okay. So we would we were taking we were filling up wheelbarrows, scooching it out into the driveway, and then and piling it up. And we piled up, I mean, two and a half feet of mud for three hundred square feet in the driveway. And then as it got full, <clears throat> then they went and got the tractor guy, and he he scraped the mud down the down the down the long dirt driveway and just added three inches to the driveway all the way down to the bottom. So like he didn't he didn't pile it up somewhere. He just Spread it over the driveway. That seems like strange, but oh well. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. Dude. The spreading was, sounds strange. The other stuff sounds It was great. so much work. And uh, but it was well, how really are, cool. how it are was the, really cool. How are the people? Like were the people They were so grateful. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. We've lived here for thirty years. This is the worst it's ever been. They described the night of the event. So I was I was kind of curious like what happened. So apparently two things happened. The one that we were the yard we were in, what happened what happened is this yard, it's right up against the steepest hills. Like, right. like it's on the hillside, and if you look out the driveway, it's like you're at a 15% incline, and if you go for another 100 feet, you're straight up. It's right. like, so right. it was like a giant like a cliff funnel. Of, cliff of mud. Right? And, right. and he, ha- he had the drain outside, outside of his wall, but, you know, it hasn't rained in 10 years, right? So that's kind of full of dirt. And so then mud starts coming down. It fills it right up. So he, so apparently what happened is it just spilled over the wall right next to his garage where there was like a walkway. Right. And then the walkway just shuttled it straight into the backyard. So there was this like this giant mud mud, a mud river. Yeah, it was like a mud river that was that was water when it was happening, but when it was all gone, it was just mud. <laughs> wow. And so we uh we excavated all of his backyard toys. He had like, you know, there was like little kids bikes and little kids trampolines and little whatever. We excavated a ton of toys and then we just dug and uh, anyway, that's a lot of dirt. But dude, we all day long, all day long slinging mud. I say that only to say like I've been to a couple of cleanups and I've always been struck by how much good a large group of people can do in a short amount of time. Right. And so like I like I went to like a hurricane cleanup like a long time ago. You can do a lot of good with a lot of people in yeah. a short amount of it time. Gets, it, yeah, what what lo- what looks like it should take all day usually yeah. will take like half the day because you have so many people. But I learned that <laughs> not in the, the case in mud. In the case of mud. <laughs> no. Like we probably dug out like so with, you know, a hundred and some odd people for Six hours. We probably dug out half a dozen houses, maybe. Wow. Maybe up to ten. Like, That's a lot of work. I wish so, so much. My work. Saturday. So my wife was gone picking up this this uh, puppy. Who oh, cool. Still has no name, by the way. Yes. Uh, but we went. You and should I'm call like, it Bur- Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Fierce wants to call it Bernie, but not for that reason. But uh, so I so I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm like, oh man, Saturdays. I'm I'm when my wife is gone. Yeah, I know that you say you do projects when your wife's gone. I get like strangely unmoored. <laughs> like I'm like this. No, when, when dingy. my wife travels, I get unmoored. But on one day, I'm like I'm motivated. <laughs> anyway. Oh no, when she's so she was gone. She left Thursday, and then by Saturday, I was just unmoored. Right. Yeah. I'd gotten up. I worked out. I came home. Everybody's still asleep, so I go get breakfast burritos all the way down to Burbank, which takes an hour, but the kids love them. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I bring them back, and I'm all motivated. And by the time I got back, they're still asleep. And I'm thinking to myself, what what should I do now? And you know, so, fi- so you if, know what happened? If someone asks, you know I would say having a wife fills your life with meaning and purpose, but it's less convenient. Yeah. But yeah. if you lose your wife, yes, exactly. <laughs> you lose the meaning and purpose. Yes. You should get another dog. It's terrible. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. so what happened? Sorry. So it's terrible because I really, really, um, uh, I really, really wanted 
I, I just had nothing to I like I thought oh I got I got stuck in reels. Oh yeah. Dude, once I got stuck in reels, it literally sucked the life out of me. I yeah. mean I, and it wasn't even that long. I finally put it down. Reels and then being I was like, the TikTok version on, on Instagram where they oh, play little dude, funny funny so clips. Dumb. And it goes for it goes forever. Yeah, it's forever. So... It never stops. And I'm like, oh, I got stuck sucked into that and then that sucked <laughs> the life out of me. Plus I had worked out really hard that morning, so I was like kind of tired and yeah yeah by the time i don't know 10 o'clock came around i was done i was done and i had forgotten about that email and if i had if you had called me and said dude i'm going out there late i would have gone with you for sure because i I needed purpose i i I was feeling a lot of pressure on it because again i just started in this congregational role and so I just didn't know, is anyone going to come to this? And I just had this image of this seven-year-old lady like weeping in her yard with no one show- coming to help. You know what I mean? So I was super gratified to see that everyone was there. There were a bunch of youth there. Uh, most of them were from our congregation and uh, not from the rest just because, I don't know, we had a head start. And we hit yeah, it pre- I didn't get it till we hit it pre- Friday. We hit it pretty hard on comms. We didn't go out till Thursday, mm-hmm. but I used a bunch of really pointed language <laughs> in mine. Right. <laughs> I did like, like, in all caps, action requested. <laughs> oh, and yeah. it was like there's an urgent emergency need for well, people. This to, was your, so I was using all the all the words. It is really up your alley because this was. I remember in your early career that was like one of the things you were able to do: get action out of emails. Yeah, yeah. Trying so so exactly. So I used a bunch of really pointed language, and I was like, and I actually and actually did the jujitsu too, where I sent it to to the, the men that I that I'm working with, but I also sent it. To their wives, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, like it's one thing if he knows he's supposed to go; it's another thing if she knows he's supposed to go. Oh, and, I should have uh, been there. I'm sorry, I was unmoored. I had no there, idea. Uh, there were a few people from your congregation there. I actually, I hung out with with Eddie, our, our man Eddie. That was fun. He's a good guy. I hadn't talked to him at all. He's a great guy. He's such a good guy. He's moving. You know that? What? Yeah. To where? St. George. They're building a house. They bu- they already sold their house here, and they're renting. I'm confused. He still works for the same company. Yeah, but I didn't think he could work for that in that role remote. He can? I don't know. He's I mean, we bu- talked about... So I talked about our mutual friends that had already gone to Arizona right. with him, but I didn't. he didn't bring up that he was out. Oh. Yeah, he's... he. Well, I mean, I don't know when they're going to leave, but yeah, they're leaving. I'm a little. I'm a little sad about that. Me too. I'm getting more and more sad. I, and sometimes get angry at people that move away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Screw you. Love California. More for us. More mud for <laughs> us. More, more mud for us. More California for us. We got mud and that puppies. That guy's ripped too, by mud the way. Mud and puppies. No, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's ripped. I don't understand it. I, I'll be honest. I don't understand it. I've never been able to exercise long enough. So I exercise. I've been in shape. And I'm not, I mean, compared to lots of people, I'm not super out of shape. But I'm not in shape, right? Right. But I've never actually spent enough time on weights right where I felt like the shape of my body actually changed. So that is my goal and for I this year. I can't even understand it. Like I can't even understand I'm like I can't I can't understand him being my age. Like when do you when when are you doing that? Like I don't when know. do you have the time? So someone corrected me once. They're like, no 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 that's not how it works. They said you get ripped and that's hard. But then to stay ripped is more of a maintenance track which you do have time for. It's like it would be hard to get fit. But it's not hard to stay fit. I thought that was an interesting. So take. I have to. I do. I'm so that's so I got a trainer at the end of last year, and yeah. so that's my goal with the trainer this year. I'm not ripped is not the right word. Lean is the right word. I'd like to like uh, reduce more body fat. Yeah. And so I'm committed to it because I'm like, okay, this whole diabetic blah blah. Are you, you back know. on the diabetic wagon, by the way? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh. That, by the way, that coach was—he was mad at me because he's like, "Dude, we made so much progress, and you took three weeks off, and you have slid." It wasn't even—it wasn't like—it wasn't like a back step. It was like not what two steps forward, one step back. It was more like, "Dude, you turned around and ran the other way." Because I didn't exercise at all, and I was like yeah. eating like garbage. And it, really, it was kind of some kind of a—I a, told you it was like almost an experiment to see what my body could handle. Yeah. So um, I did the same thing, but mine was a little. The drugs <laughs> it was like i could mainline like you would not believe <laughs> he's kidding folks i am kidding folks. uh so i'm trying to do it and i'm finding that even though i am committing one hour a day and at least two to uh, two to two and a half hours on saturday yeah to doing it it is difficult to to still does that make sense 
Like it is, yeah, it, is, it, it is makes a ton difficult. of sense because I've never successfully changed my shape. I mean, like in high school, I mean, like I, no, no, I, 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 I was skinny when I started. And I was skinny when I was done. Now I might've been like a little tiny bit more muscular and skinny, but you know, I'm just not, it's not happening. Well, the intro, so, but you're, you're, you're but I also don't care. You're much that's more, real, uh, real you're much more, um, <laughs> but if you can see the you're shape, you're much more fit than I am. If you can see the shape of my intellect, what, what are you talking no, about? No, you're much more you're much more naturally fit than I am. Like you're more athletic build than I am, I think. And I, I mean, I don't know. I'm like I've been I, a I'm dad bod since For those who can't 16. tell, I'm wincing. I'm wincing because you know. So I have a, I have naturally skinny legs, but I'm I'm carrying around a pretty serious Okay, so insul- I, insulated layer. I have a re- I have a <laughs> I have a review. Okay. Are um, we are we doing a subject change? Yeah, because That's you know, great. Let's do it. Um, okay, so here's my no. It's not really a subject change. It's, it's adjacent subject, but okay. So, uh, part of the problem with you know trying to figure out if you are getting better is like how do you how do you quantify it, right? And so if you quantify it with a scale, <laughs> the problem with quantifying with a scale is am I I might be losing fat? No, because because your mu- muscle weighs more. So if you're getting fit, if you're getting muscle, you could actually be gaining weight. Right. Right. And so I kind of like I I I I went all the way down to like one eighty. So let me guess. You're putting pictures on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> if you start getting more swipes, then you'll know. <laughs> there, there is one objective measurement of I'm all not, this, William. I'm not that unmoored. My wife oh, did come back. You're good. All right. uh, so no, I, so I've been trying to figure it out, like how I quantify it. I've been talking to this trainer about it. He says, well, we need to do measurements and do stuff like that, right? Do body fat measures. And I even got a smart scale thinking this was at least I could see it. Sure. Those smart scales are stupid. Yeah. They I, don't. Yeah, they I, don't. I, I agree. They're they're they. they because I, I know I, I learned a little bit about sensor technology when I was working in with that kind of stuff at Disney, and it's it's kind of limited. It's not, it's not like it does like a scan like in the movies. Like oh, you've gained that. That's not how it works. Well, and they. I mean, the theory behind it is that the electrical current goes at different wavelengths through your body or at different time periods through your body. It's kind of like radar, but yeah. it, you know, through fat, That's through muscle, the theory, through density. But, but you're not a fan. No, I I don't think it's real, dude. Yeah. So uh, because it's it doesn't it doesn't really ref- reflect anything, right? So I was gaining weight because I was working out more, and I was thinking maybe I'm gaining muscle, but no, I was getting more laxed with what I was eating because I was working out more. Yes. See, that's the okay. Sorry, I don't know if I don't want to stomp your story, but I have a story about that. It's so true, though, right? I mean, like you, okay, you're so, like, oh, I work out more, so I can I can have more food. So that is exactly right, and that's why when people are like, oh, I got to get fit, I'm going to start exercising. I'm like, don't do it, man. If you want to lose weight, the first step is to hunker down in your cold, cold house and don't eat, and do that for six months. Yeah. And after that. You can start exercising. You well, I mean? so I did that, and so I, I again. So <laughs> yeah, you lost a ton of weight. Yeah, so I did, but I gained some of it back. Well, you gained so it back. I, I so, lost fifty, so and I, then I'm back up. And up I read 20. it like I read a lot of testimonies about this because you go and you exercise, and your brain says, "Like I have endured a hard exercise. Yes. I need to fill the void yes. with meat and Gatorade. Yes, and meat and Gatorade is two thousand calories. Yes, that's how it goes. So yes. you walk out of the gym and you get a burger." And a Gatorade, you've literally undone by by half. Yeah. Like everything you, you, you did. You might have burned 400 calories yeah. and you just ate 800 calories. Exactly. Like, that's how it goes. Exactly. So I am, um, but so, that's that's so, how I, that's how I keep justifying not exercising. So that's not great either. You should. Yeah, don't exercise. <laughs> so I did gain some back. So, so now I'm trying to figure out how to quantify it and uh, the scale's not working. And really having the, the, the gym guy do the measurements and stuff like that is, is kind of a waste of time because. It, sure. it takes him probably 20, 25 minutes, and I'm paying that's, for that's those a, 25 that's, that's minutes. That's expensive time. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, there's got to be a way. So I, I'm always on like fitness sites and doing things just to kind of fine-tune what I'm doing. Got I it. found this thing called Zoso Suit. Have you heard of it? Zoso Suit. I have Zoso not. Zoso Fit. Okay? No, I have It's zosofit.com. All right. And what it was is uh, the original version of this was called the Zoso Suit was it was released. Uh, what, what happened is you put the suit on. And it's like it's a you know like a it's tight fitting uh, pajama kind of thing, right? Or a Lululemon kind of thing. And, okay. And what it does scans your body, and then it gives you all its measurements. Oh my! And so did the do, region. Did you do this? Yeah. So originally, <laughs> the original version of this was released. I have an image in my head of like you standing. In front of a mirror, and you're wearing one of those like mocap suits with like little balls, like stitched to your. No, that's what it looks like. 
but it's not it's it's not like it's it's pretty funny so then they tell you to like rotate rotate and they take pictures of you and so oh, they take a gosh. 360 oh. and so they give you this scan of your body right nice okay so so i get the zoso suit and i try to get it and i got it yesterday and i did it here's so here it is hey there's your body so, look you can move it around Look, I definitely have a dad bod in that. You still have a dad bod after losing all that weight? Yeah, look. Yeah, no, I mean that that body looks quite familiar. It looks <laughs> it looks a lot like <laughs> well, like a body I know. So I can basically scan now every couple. Uh, no, uh, now I was. Uh, <laughs> isn't it funny? So I'm like, oh. So okay. what's your review of the product? So. My review is mixed because the first one I put on, uh, I put it on. And I mean, I, I feel like for like ten dollars on a th on a three D art um, like open source site, you could have bought DadBod <laughs> and then just plugged it in. There's such a site. It's called Turbo Squid. When you're making cheap video games and you don't want to make your own characters, you go to Turbo Squid and you buy characters. Yeah, well, Turbo Squid. Dad I'm Bod. hoping I'm going to do it right now. We're going to compare. We're going to compare it. How do you know they didn't just give you that? <laughs> I don't know that, and that is a problem. It's Sorry, really, it's really What's, quite fascinating. How's your? Tell me about your review. It's definitely humbling. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, my review is that um, so I, I I scanned twice in the same day, and there was some variation, and it kind of irritated me that there was that variation. Now, oh, I, dude, you got fit throughout the day. That, no, happened. I stayed twice within like ten minutes. I didn't put on that suit I'm again. I'm kidding, man. My you, wife you didn't get completely disturbed that I had this suit on. She's like, "This, I do not want this image in my head. Go away." <laughs> <laughs> but it gives you all these measurements. So I don't have a full review. I have a starting review. Yeah. And so uh, in a couple weeks, um, I'm going to uh, try it again. But it is interesting. Like, there's differences. Like, you know, one thigh is 0. 0.3, uh, I guess, 0. 0.3 inches larger than the other thigh. Oh, wow. That's probably your uh, – the one you kicked the dog with? Yeah. <laughs> it is my right thigh. So all right, here it is. Here. Is this is this is <laughs> that's me right there? We're on Turbo Squid looking at looking at dad models. Yeah, that's me. Um, okay. It is a little bit a little it is a little bit disturbing. It's it definitely humbling. I love the like, like here's the thing. I I actually sympathize with what you're saying, which is you want to solve a problem, and you're like this has to be solvable, but really there aren't rooms full of entrepreneurs out there trying to figure out how dad can figure out if he's getting fit. No, okay, so you know that's I mean? the funny thing about so, the product. <laughs> So the product was originally released, so you would scan your body, and then you have your perfect measurements, and then you would order. Um, yeah, it's me. <laughs> you would order. You would order uh, clothing from them. Oh, I see. And it completely failed because everybody that was buying it was buying it for this like fitness thing. So oh, they, that's funny. they've remorphed themselves into Zoso Fit. Funny. And they redone the suit. And Do so, I hate it? No, I don't hate it. So it's ninety-eight bucks for the suit. All right, and they scan and they scan you, and then like we'll see uh, in two weeks. I'm gonna scan myself again, and if it doesn't give me significant what they just, changes, what if they just start anonymously sending you like pairs of pants with one leg bigger than the other? You know what? I, you know, you know what I'm gonna do right now. What's I'm up, bud? This. I'm gonna send my full body scan to you. Don't do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> now, now, be... now I feel like we're back to the Tinder thing. Like this, <laughs> this is all getting a little bit. A little bit intimate for my taste, to be so, honest. <laughs> send. It's now in your text box. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> oh, this is happening. Dude, you need to straight upload that to Ancestry.com and just be like, <laughs> like here's, here's everything you need to know about me. Here's what I eat. Here's yeah. what I look like if I was a digital representation so of myself. So you can take that squid thing avatar that you just made of me, put the, put the actual head on the body that I just gave you, and we're good. Oh, this is getting weird. It's getting so weird. So that's my review. Okay, solid review. Yeah. There's a bunch of nonsense happening in the news, but honestly, all of it is so boring. Boring. That I just don't care. <laughs> like uh, uh, I will say that one of the shootings that took place yeah. took place in a place where I used to live, and that was sad. Where's that? Half Moon Bay. Oh, that's right. You did live there. Yeah. And so, like, we... That's a weird one. Uh, the well, dude's both, old. Both of them were weird. Like... There, there's, there's, you know, in the school shootings, there's usually like a nut job who loves guns and fixates on innocent victims and marches into a school, and that's that's kind of, I don't want to say a, a, a pattern, but it kind of is. It's the pattern, right? It's the but paradigm. The, but man. the two recent ones are weird. Like older Asian guy on an Asian holiday goes into an Asian dance club and shoots a bunch of Asian people. 
That's like, I, I can't remember anything like that in a long time. And he's old. He's old and... It was old. And then, and then the one and a half Bombay, the day later, was actually sort of similar. Although that one, at least the guy was shooting people that he knew. It was like colleagues from work or something like that. I don't know. At least. Well, look, I, what's more terrifying, that there is a motive or that there isn't? I guess you could make a case either way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get it. Uh, whatever. Okay, we don't want to go darker than this, but I do want to say, I guess it's positive. We're, we're going to say it's positive. A video was released of the shooter in, in California being attacked and disarmed by a bystander. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it was kind of freaky. Dude, it's inspiring. It's inspiring, but then, because the guy got the gun away, but in the movies, once you get the gun away, it's like, aha, and you're done. But then the guy kept fighting him. So he has a gun in one hand, and he has to fight back against the guy with his other hand. And the guy's grabbing things and hit him over the head and stuff. So then he's holding this gun, and he has to think, do I shoot him with his own gun? Like, And the guy reaches for the gun a couple of times. Like, it was freaky. Yeah. I mean, freaky, man. Whew. Anyway, but super cool that the guy did it. That is super cool. And by the way, there was a, there's way more super cool things that happen in these situations than I, I that's kind of a hard thing to say. Yeah, it's there hard to say. There are more than reported, I should say that, because the tragedy is so uh extreme yeah. that 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 you really don't see the things around it but, uh, and and the and the graces that 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 kind of happen because of it. One thing we should talk about probably even though I don't I I it's <laughs> Season two of the Trump show got renewed yesterday. <laughs> What's? Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> he he just got. Oh, uh, he got back. He on got back on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram, and he's already been admitted back to Twitter. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go. Uh, he's gonna start. We're gonna start hearing from Trump like crazy in a minute. And the reason we're gonna start hearing from him isn't just because he's gonna start saying stuff. It's because the press is literally going out of business because of all the clicks that they're not getting because Trump isn't around making noise. Like literally, the Washington Post lay, laid off crazy amount of people because they're because since Trump has left office and been deplatformed, their news clicks have gone down by like fifty percent or something crazy. Yeah, Biden is a bit of a snoozer. Yeah, he's a pretty he's a pretty. I mean, I, I'm I'm getting tired just thinking about him. <laughs> um, you take a nap. Yeah. Watch some reels. Kanye West uh, married uh, a business associate. Good oh, luck. He did. Good luck, Kanye. Is doing it. Uh, yeah. Good I luck, Kanye. Well, uh, I thought he was still married to what's her name, and that wasn't over yet. I've used. Oh no, they they're divorced. I've used some of the new interesting tech that has come out on the iPhone. What's that? Um, screen sharing. Uh, for, for uh. So if you're fa if I'm FaceTiming you and I want to show you something on my screen, I can hit a button. And it'll it'll share my screen. Okay, but that's something Google's had forever. Messages. Oh, you said had. that last time we talked about it, but yeah. I guess I didn't know about it, and so it was fun to use. Because we with our missionary, we do it all the time. Like we'll have pictures on our phone. He goes like, "Oh, show me pictures of the whatever." And so. Oh, cool. Yeah, all we'll right. Um. Uh, what else is going on in the news? <sighs> Yahoo News, the very top of it, is kind of. It's always interesting. I always like flying through the different sites and figure out who, what, what, uh, what's on the top of their site. Yeah. So Yahoo's Southwest Southwest learns the cost of canceling sixteen thousand seven hundred flights. Like, really? That's the top that of the expensive. news. The next one is dog owners, golden retriever, and Siberian husky accidentally have a puppy. What? I mean, well, these are the top of things on Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, is it is it lean for news? Is that what's happening? I don't know. I'm like, well, I mean, according there's, to Drudge, World War Three is happening. There's some stuff. There's some stuff about. Uh, some people are saying so. I mean, the top the, of CNN is the customer charged. affinity. Customer affinity for Tesla is is going down as people um, on the left are starting to associate uh, Elon Musk with the hard right. Is that true? Uh, so it's well, I don't know if it's true that sentiment is going down. It's being reported like sales are tanking of of Tesla, but they're not tanking. No, you're you're like six months to nine months out for a, a Model Y. Well, and 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 they just doubled because he lowered the prices by fifteen grand. Yeah. So uh, and and so no, and it's on not top true. of that, you get it's the not 15 true, but grand. it's being reported by people who who love the smell of their own farts. That it is true because all their friends are like, I don't even know about my Tesla. They say over their lattes, I don't, I I. 
I, I can see what's happening and it's bumming me out. So what's happening is the cabal of, of partisanship that made it so that it's some weird partisan issue, whether or not you want to have a vaccine, which I think is crazy. Um, they're now they're now trying to they're trying to like fold Elon Musk into the partisanship thing, and in the same way they used to talk about the Koch brothers nonstop, they're going to start talking about Elon Musk nonstop, and so it's kind of kind of frustrating. I have a, do you remember the very first book you ever told me to read? Yes, okay. yes, I do. The Fountainhead. Of, I think it's an amazing book. I think it's, I think it's one of the most important books in the last two hundred years. A hundred percent. Anyone out there that is, you know, Fountainhead by Ayn Rand is by far the most important. It will freak you out how it's not George it'll freak you. It'll freak you out how close it is to what is happening in society right, right now. People will say 1984. Have you read that? No. It is terrible. It's a huge downer. I, I can't bring myself to read it. There is no upside to that book at all. Yeah. But, um, uh, other than it's educational. I mean, I think you do need to read it just to be educated but it is a down it is a downer book but um no uh ayn rand has two major books one is called atlas shrug which for some reason is the more popular of the yeah, two which is the and worst book not, she's not it's not good no dude the found, I have a theory the, about the that fountainhead is is the good book did it is really good did i tell you my theory no what's your theory my theory is, is that she wrote fountainhead and it was successful enough to where she they gave her another book you know deal okay and so they and part of the book deal i think she negotiated that she didn't have to have an editor <laughs> Right, because there's a thirty-page rant. Yeah, in 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 there's Al a bunch Atlas of them. Shrugged. They really. Just Although there's it. a couple of those in Fountainhead too. All right, but here's here. I want to say this about Fountainhead. If anybody well, has decided to go read I it, I feel like Fountainhead is a lot like Elon Musk. Right. The the main character in Fountainhead. Yeah. Is a lot like Elon Musk. Yeah. And uh, where he's going to do something regardless of what the establishment says. And because of that, he's going to be attacked. And I, I and to me, it's it's, yes. it's very, very, very parallel story. So, yeah, I'm going to do an elevator pitch for Fountainhead. And then I want to give a disclaimer that I think is important. Okay. So here's the elevator pitch for the Fountainhead. Whether or not you know it, your upbringing in these United States over the last... X number of years of your life has had a cultural slant uh, and it, that slant tilts toward the left, whether or not you know it, that, yes. that is happening. True. And, and I learned it when I read The Fountainhead. Like, I assumed it was true based on the press and everything else, but I didn't realize how slanted it was until I read The Fountainhead and I felt like it was, I felt like it was transgressive. I felt like, oh, they can't. You can't say that. I can't think that. And and then as I thought that, I realized I'm like, of course you can say that, and of course you can think that. And who has taught me otherwise? And I realized that it was just the soup I was swimming in since I was since I was a kid. So, but but there are but there are elements. But I don't believe that the fountainhead is true. I believe that it's as true as the soup that I was raised in. So I so the, the my caveat on the fountainhead is. Like, think about your life as you've been taught. Think about the things that are taught in Fountainhead. And then think about what you believe in God and find the truth somewhere, uh, somewhere in the middle yeah, of both. Okay, so your, your, your caveat is that Ayn Rand is, is a committed atheist. She's a committed atheist, but also... And she makes the argument no, but, in the book. Like, but she doesn't make an argument in the book very well. She does, and Atlas Shrugged is way more pronounced but in this book it's not as much it's just a, she's well, a, much of a believer in the individual that's part of it well, that's part of it but i'm also not a i also while i believe okay so the thing that you're going to find articulated really well in fountainhead is this idea of the importance of individual genius and how we should support it right okay and that idea is so awesome but it feels transgressive because i've just been taught the other my whole life there's literally a children's book right now there's literally a children's book. This is like popular children's book. It's about the super decorated colorful fish and there's other plain boring fish. And the colorful fish shares his scales with all the other fish so that everyone can be a little bit special. Like, that's the opposite of what this book is. This book is like, no, no, no. There's a genius. And then there's these working class fools. And, the, and, and, and you need to support the genius and great things will come. I, I think there's limits to the... Okay. 
I think Wait, no, I don't think that's the message. I think that's part of the message. You you, you mischaracterized part of it. You said yeah. there's a genius and working class fools. I think that the working class fools are not the are, are, are not the uh They're not villains or something. They're not the villains there. They're they're just working class the working class fools are fooled by the elitists. The, elitists, the elitists are the, and the, are elitists, the and this and this is the part of the book that is is so so on point. It's like prophetic. Yes. Is is it shows how the media get together Correct. to try and tear down the genius yes. at all costs. Yes. And and they succeed in one case and they fail in another case. And it's inspiring and freaky to see like there are characters whose names I still remember. And I see people in today's media and I go, Oh, that guy's El- that's Ellsworth Tui. That's who that yeah. is. Like you can yeah. see them. You can see the character archetypes just around you. Yep. Okay, but I I need to get to my point. I think there's limits to the value of the idea of everybody support the genius. Like, I don't believe that that's true. A hundred percent. I just believe that it's as true as nobody's a genius, which is what I've been taught my whole life, which is false. Like nobody's a genius is false. Only geniuses matter is false. Somewhere in the middle is true, but you have to read this as the other pole from which to gauge truth, I think. So I took it a little differently. The way I the way I absorbed it was yeah. differently. So I wonder if this is just you know the soup we've been swimming in, right? The way I absorbed it was that not that everyone is supposed to sh- support the genius for genius sta- sake, okay? But almost that you should support merit for merit's sake. Yes. And I think that that's a different message because uh, I don't support you know I was an Elon Musk. Hater, you know we. Yeah, I know, I know. For such a long time, but it was really because of the the elitists were propping him up to be something that it turns out he wasn't. Yeah. And what what I feel bad about is that I got duped by the the elitists, right? And so when I watch this, it's like don't the message I got from the book is don't ever let the elitist or the loudest messages drown out the genius of another person because you didn't you didn't look at it. Well, that's a really look. That's the inspiring takeaway I had, and I don't know why I'm finding myself characterizing it less than that. It is. It's I get, I, but I stand by what I said. Just as I wouldn't have you fully believe any political party, I wouldn't have you fully believe everything in this book. I just think it's an incredibly valuable, like tool. A, a, a like the second most valuable right. book I've ever read. Valuable. It's a red tool. Pill. It's a red pill tool. I mean, kind of. Yeah. But she, basically I, don't think she would, I don't think she would characterize herself as conservative right, a red pill. No. I think, I think she, no, what I mean I think she red thinks pill, of herself as above no, that. No, I mean Matrix red pill. Oh, Remember Matrix, when okay. you, it was like you, yeah. all of a sudden you know what's going on. It's, 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 an, it's, an, it's an blue pill, whatever. Whichever pill you want it to be, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a pill taker where you're like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. And then by knowing what's going on, it gives you responsibility. And that's what I love about it. Now, I love also the particular takeaway from her is that she is a political refugee, a legitimate political refugee. She's an refugee actual refugee from, from Russia. the Soviet Union. From, from communist Russia. Yeah. Well, com- Soviet Union, back in the day when yeah. it was, the Cold War was at its height. And she came here and was basically sounding the warning cry that it's already invading the processes here. You need to push it back. And she did that for the, all of her books and also through all of her lectures, et cetera, and so forth. She was an interesting woman. They call her a philosopher, but I don't know if I'd give her that much. But she's fascinating. And I really, really love the book. So she's going kind of, back she's to She's kind our, of a mess, honestly. But, but her ideas, um, are, I feel like she... I don't know if she has a lot of moral authority in a lot of ways, but I think she has moral authority on the question of wh- of how communism comes to be and how, how it sucks. And, Which, she, and she articulates it beautifully. Well, this comes v- full circle to what we said wh- when you were talking about the Second Amendment in the beginning, which was the arc of all governments or tyranny. This is the arc of all governments. And the question is, can you slow it down or can you beat it back? And there's there's ways to do that. And one of those is information. This is a great book. It's a beautiful book. It's a fun book. There are points where you'll you'll there's a I think a court argument at some point where you could probably skip you know twenty pages and still get the gist of it. So if you get sucked into that, just skip over it because it's worth reading for sure. I like I think it's I think it's an incredibly powerful book. I have that book in my library at work. I have like a few set Like books. now that we're talking about it, I'm going to go reread it because it's a powerful, powerful, powerful book. I don't know if I want to reread it right now because right now I'm still trying to find 
brightness and happiness, and I think it would make me angry. <laughs> well, I, I had an interesting. So today, you know, in the uh, Defense Against Dark Arts class, we're t- studying the New Testament, and we're uh, we're in the Gospels in the very beginning, and yeah. uh, we just introduced Matthew, right, uh, as a, as the new Gospel. They're, we're we're studying the Gospels in a harmony. Uh, do you know what that means? Where you kind of put oh, them yeah, all in the same like, timeline. Now we're going to talk about all of these things. Now we're going to talk no, about well, all these like things. No, well, it's like one one event, like uh, the baptism of Jesus. Oh, and it's in Matthew one. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark one, Matthew uh, three, and Luke three. Right. So um, it's interesting because I'm sorry, well, I misspoke. We introduced Mark today. Okay. And uh, and and the book of Mark and where it starts. So we're talking about the the character John the Baptist, and so we we kind of get an overview of what he is and how he he eventually gets beheaded because he pisses too many people off. Right? He walks around with a camel skin uh, coat and uh, eats locusts and honey, and uh, reported in all three gospels that way, or at least uh, Matthew and Mark. And so it's really really interesting. So one of the kids says, "Well, I don't understand why why would he get." killed. And I said, well, if you look at it from the perspective of, here's the paradigm of politics. Think about it from Democrat and Republicans. And Fer- so Pharisees and Sadducees are Democrats and Republicans, and they all have a, a, a power base. And someone comes in who disrupts that power base. And I said, can you think of someone that might have done that? Now, these kids are not all politically inclined. Some of them are are Democrats, some of them are Republicans. But at the end of the day, we came up with Donald Trump is was a disruptor of some sort that came in and really disrupted the 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 uh, the power base. And I said that's a lot like John the Baptist and why he was killed, and and much like what Jesus is going to do. So I said uh, the point to this is, and this is a part of what Ayn Rand was kind of talking about. Like there are always going to be disruptors to the status quo. Don't be so rigid in your status quo views that you can't see the genius of a, of a John the Baptist or a Jesus in the midst of you because you're so um, devoted to a tradition or to a th- way of thought or a way of life that is not, uh, y- y- is not eternal in, in the aspect of, or, or doesn't, doesn't have all the truths. That's right? the most terrifying part of the story of Jesus to me. The most terrifying part is that he came to what should be his people, an answer to what should be the prophecies that his people have been saying for years, and they didn't see him. They didn't see him for what he was. But it's easy for us to go, gosh, those guys, they blew it. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if somebody came in the midst of our church today yeah. and we're like, no, I'm I'm the chosen son of God, and he was, would we see it? <laughs> like, I... I like systems, I would hope. To, I, I, my, I, I would sincerely hope, you, hope we would. I would sincerely hope we would too. I can but, see how it would be. But you see how systems yeah. systems have systems. a way of stomping out yes. that individual yes. merit. Yes, right? right. You can't vote for another person because you're so devoted to a party. You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, you know, uh, join another religion because you're so devoted de- devoted to the. Um, uh, to the tradition of another, I, actually happened to me today. One of the one, someone I know is Armenian. And he said, "I don't understand why any Armenian would ever join another church." And I just kind of looked at him like, "It's, it's he's young, so he doesn't really understand." No, no, because he doesn't understand the idea of a church being an actual correct entity and not a cultural yes. emblem. Right, right, right. Which is it's a really fascinating thing, but we do that in so many aspects of our lives, and and it's one of the reasons I have a really hard time with sports. I know a lot of you out there will be like, "Ah, oh, sports! You you uh, I can't believe it." I like sports. I like having a team of sports, but I don't like being so devoted to a sport and a team that I'm constantly disappointed. It just sets you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like even in the best team, if you're, you know, uh, it just sets you up for this. this I saw a meme about that. I saw a meme about that yesterday, which was, it was like a, it was a, it was a contrarian take, and it was the contrarian take was he's like, I think the sports should always be fair weather. He's like, I don't understand why in the world I have to carry an emotional burden for for a team that's underperforming. He's it's like, so <laughs> bad. I used to when I was a kid. I really got involved in it. I mean, I you know I was a Utah Jazz fan during the time when the Bulls kept beating them. You know, it's like, and you get so emotionally involved that that when they finally do lose it, right? The anticipation and the fun of it all is is great when you're winning. But when you start losing, 
It sucks. Well, I don't want to be depressed. One that. of our favorite broadcasters used to lo- used to br- say the opposite. He used to say, "He's like, what I love about sports is that is that you have the is that you can fully invest emotionally without any consequence." He's like, if your team just ends up being garbage, it's like, well, so, next year though, next year. Yeah, so true. <laughs> and I, it's uh, actually a very true thought, but it was it's it's, it's hard for me to just. Uh, but it, it's, I, like at work, people will debate sports for to no end and i just look at them and i'm like this has no meaning in life <laughs> no meaning and they're no, screaming that's, at that's each that's other it's fun though it's as fun as you can invest but anyway friends this has been uh hey so a literary this has been a literary episode of the of the waystation podcast your source for life has social commentary and amazing stories i'm william i'm randy have a good day